music Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
um, I'm going to go ahead and warn you. I may not say what you want me to say. I may not say things that you are going to agree with. But I want you to at least think about where I'm coming from. And I promise you I will do the same. I will listen to what you have to say. And I see a few people out there, I, I'm just ready to, to to listen to them because they always have uh, just great insight and great input uh, to the show. Um, we do have a special guest listener tonight. <laughs> they told me that they're going to listen. We're going to see how long that's uh, going to last. Um, and that is uh, none other than uh, the beautiful uh, butterfly, Miss Tammy herself. Uh, she is going to be on with us tonight. Uh, she said that she's only going to listen. I am just um, not convinced that Tammy is going to just sit back and listen and press the number one. Um, since the last time we've had the show, um, we now have a new president. <laughs> and we're going to get into that because that is the topic tonight. We have a new president. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the election. We're gonna talk about what happened before the election, and we're gonna talk about what's going on now um, after the election. Before we get into that, um, if you are listening by phone and you have something you'd like to uh, share, uh, we want you to press the number one if you have a question or comment and I'll pull you in in the order uh, in which I, I get your your call in queue. If you are in the chat room, the chat room is open. You may post your comments there. Um, if you are um, on Facebook and you want to post comments there, um, I will read all comments uh, in the chat room or on Facebook, and we do not give out names um, unless uh, you would like for us or you would like to re uh, reveal your identity. Um, it's just uh, we, we know people like to feel safe um, on the show. We know people um, sometimes are uh, kind of bound or their hands are tied because of their jobs or their families or their or their positions in our society, and we want to be mindful and respectful of all of that. So, um, And the same thing goes if you press the number one. So don't be afraid to jump into the conversation because um, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you guys tonight. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this. And this show will go as long as you guys want it to go. But let me just read the description. And it says, the people have spoken. Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States following 18 months of campaigning, criticism, and challenges amongst all contenders. At 2.31 a.m. on November 9, 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded the election uh, to Mr. Trump. Many thought she would win despite her email scandal, connections to Wall Street, and controversial donations to the Clinton uh, Foundation. However, the former Secretary of State and Senator from New York brought a great deal of experience uh, to the campaign trail. Still, that wasn't enough as she failed to win crucial battleground states like Florida, North Carolina, and Ohio. 
Even traditional blue state Michigan turned red this year. On the other hand, President-elect Donald Trump has no political experience, yet somehow he managed to secure the office of commander-in-chief. Before the election season began, Trump was known for being a wealthy businessman. Now many Americans view him as racist and sexist. As the days continue, individuals continue to blame the defeat of Hillary Clinton on third-party voters. Parents have taken to social media to express the frustrations of their children while some rejoice the selection of Mr. Trump. Others fear what is coming in the next four years. So here's what I want to know. We're going to start off with the very first question. Um, If you don't mind sharing, who did you vote for and why? Um, I can tell you... uh, me personally, I voted for the Cleveland Browns. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just kidding. But the Cleveland Browns and the person I voted for have the same chance of winning anything. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I voted for uh, Jill Stein. And I voted for Jill Stein uh, largely because her views seem to be um, aligned closely to Bernie Sanders, um, who I was a huge fan of and huge supporter of. Um, and so I voted for so I voted for Jill Stein. Uh number one, that was my reason. Um and I think back to a tweet that I read the other day where she was saying, um, black people have been oppressed for over five hundred years. We have never lived in a post-racial society. And I thought that was interesting because people are always saying, you know, this post-racial society. And this comment to me means here's somebody who actually gets it because you can't keep saying that we're going through racism uh, or oppression but don't understand that this has never come to an end. This has never stopped. Slavery. Uh, uh, the Civil War didn't put an end to slavery. Um, the Civil Rights Movement didn't put an end to segregation. Um, it didn't stop police brutality. This has always been here. And so to me, and I'm not saying that this was some profound statement that said, ooh, we, but it's a comment that, one, I've never heard anybody else, anybody say but two, or at least not in those exact words, let me just put it that way. But then two, this is somebody who gets it. Now, there was a lady on Fox News uh, the day of the election. I was I was very fortunate to be off that day. And um, my wife and I got up very early because she had to work, and we went and voted uh, at 6 o'clock when the polls opened in Virginia. And um, we went in, we voted, came back, she went to work. And I pretty much watched uh, news coverage all day when I wasn't sleeping. Um, and this lady was on Fox News, and she said people went to the polls to vote against someone, not for someone. And when she said that, I said, you know what? I think that's very true because for the most part, 
I even heard all this time, throughout this process, I even heard people um, saying they did not want Trump or they did not want Hillary. If people said they wanted Hillary, they actually had something of substance, I thought. They, they were able to say, well, you know, she's experienced, she's been a politician, she's done this, she's done that. They actually had something to say. Um, when I hear, when I heard, when I've heard people talk about why they were going to vote for Trump, it was because they were dissatisfied with uh, what what has happened over the past eight years. And I don't think those people understand that. Uh, yes, we we've, we've had a, a a registered Democrat as president over the last eight years, but I don't think they understand that the Republicans have. Uh, run the uh, House and the Senate for most of his presidency. I don't think they understand it, so I couldn't quite get where they were going with that because I, I, I just didn't know if they were unaware or if they just wanted to see somebody different. They wanted somebody who wasn't a Democrat. Um, but everybody was voting against somebody. And my wife and I were even sitting on the couch, and they, and they were going through all the exit polls, and they said the hate vote, and we both looked at each other and just started laughing, and we and we said what we asked what is what is the hate vote? So there were all these things that didn't make sense, and every time I heard somebody uh, respond to why they were voting for Donald Trump, if it wasn't about their dissatisfaction um, with our government over the last eight years. They they didn't really have they never gave never gave an answer never gave an answer and so this election to me was just screwed up from the beginning um, just because again people the people they just were not going in to say hey I'm going because I want this person without a shadow of a doubt, to be the next president. And I'm not saying there weren't people who, who were like that because Hillary has some strong supporters. But overall, and you guys, again, chime in if your experiences uh, have been different. People just either didn't want one or the other. And then there were people who said, after the election, uh, in fact, let me take this call first before I get into uh, the next thing I'm going to say. Uh, I know this uh, this individual is going to have some, uh, <laughs> some great words for us. Uh, caller from area code 240, last four digits are 6096. Call you on the air. Hey, Rodney, what's up, man? What's going on, brother? I'm good. How are you? Man, life is good on this end, man. No complaints here, man. Well, that's good. Uh, what you got well, for the people? Where do we? <laughs> hey, man, where do we start? Um, <laughs> uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, the last 18 months of um, Mr. Donald Trump slash President-elect Trump's um, campaign has been built on uh, numerous of issues. 
um, what he really basically did was he went out and he said whatever he, he said what a lot of people felt in the public. He he went out and brazen, brazenly was racist. He was sexist, misogynistic, narcissistic. There's a bunch of other words I could use too. Um, narcissistic. He was uh, xenophobic. It was one of the most horrid campaigns I've ever, ever witnessed as an American citizen in my 52 years of living. I've never seen a I've never seen a candidate come out and basically brazenly say a lot of things, and people were agreeing with him. The sad part about all of this whole entire election was people were voting against Hillary Clinton as a woman, even though she had more experience on her one arm than he did ever. He has no experience. And the problems that people also didn't understand was that they also were voting against Bill Clinton, even though he wasn't running. Because every time in a lot of discussions that I was getting into with people was they were talking about Bill Clinton. And I kept saying to bring him back, he's not running for president. Hillary Clinton is. Well, Bill Clinton did this. I know he did that, but he's not running for president. Hillary Clinton is. So we had this presidential uh, race that that, that had real issues of race, sexism, hate towards uh, Latinos, Mexicans in general, uh, Muslims uh, in general, and a lot of people, again, especially in the Republican Party, had a lot of hatred towards Hillary Clinton. I mean, I've never heard a candidate ever come out and say, uh, and this is one of his quotes, you know, maybe, you know, she should you know, somebody should take her out. Basically, you know, he called for her assassination, and I couldn't believe that he he would actually say something like that. But he said every he said so many different things, and then lied about different things. But the most telling part of this whole entire election was the fact that there were people who actually could make excuses for his behavior. And continual quote that I continue to say to people was. If that had been President Obama saying these things, he would have never gotten elected. If President Obama had said any anything of what he said, he would not have gotten elected. If President Obama's wife, Michelle Obama, had taken new pictures, she, they would have never gotten elected. This whole entire election process was awful from the get-go. And Hillary Clinton, honestly, I thought she had a chance, but she really didn't have a chance because there were too many people who didn't like her. And if she had been a man, she would have won. I'm just being honest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my last point is when you look at President-elect Trump and his block of voters where the Klan endorsed him, his new chief strategist, Steve Bannon, who is a white nationalist, endorsed him. During the election, um, a bunch of people from they call it the Rust Belt or you know that that rural belt, they supported him. I, it's, I don't think it's that they didn't understand. I think that people 
especially Republicans, were despot they despised President Obama, and mo- the only reason they really had was the fact that they kept saying we don't like his policies. That wasn't always true. They didn't like him because there were some good things that he wanted to do, but they didn't they didn't buy into that either. They wanted to make sure he wasn't successful. Rush Limbaugh said that when he first got elected. We want to make sure that he is never going to be successful as a president of the United States here. To me, that's treason when you say something like that. So um, you have all of this backlash from the fact that he was a two-term president, thought he was only going to be a one-term president. And like you said, normal states that were blue states like Michigan and a couple of others um, went red. And they voted for him, for this, for for Donald Trump, and um, the back the the white lash that I, we call it now, to it all, is that you're seeing a lot of people, mainly white, go out and protest against him. People thinking, and it's interesting. You want to know how I knew those people were white? They were protesting against him. I didn't hear the I didn't hear those code I didn't hear those code words like thug, like hoodlum, like what's wrong with those people. I heard other words of what's wrong with these protesters, what's wrong with these barbarians. See, I don't associate barbarians with black folks. I associate barbarians with white people. I'm just being honest. I'm not just being racist, but that I'm just telling you that if I heard the terminology, because I've heard them being used in different texts then that's what I heard. So people are angry. They're devastated. They're hurt because they feel like a large segment of the population that says that decent-minded people supported racism, supported sexism, supported xenophobia, supported, supported narcissistic behavior, supported brazenly not qualified candidates, who used a platform of hate to win the presidency. And we haven't seen anything like that since 1964 when Barry Goldwater ran for the election in the Republican ticket. And the only reason he ran for the Republican ticket because he was a segregationist. And when you hear this guy say he wants to build a wall, he wants to, he would grab a woman by their, their, their uh, woman parts um, he would kiss them. He, I don't understand how somebody through his mouth, through his lips, through his words, what he said, get elected. And I was ashamed. And I served my country, and I was ashamed that we would actually do that. I was, I was, my heart ached, and it still aches for this country. I've gotten past it somewhat. I've moved forward from it because. We have to start now campaigning, working on a campaign for four years to make sure that he is a one-term president. And we need to make sure that there are people who understand that. And the last part of it, people don't understand. There were seven million black, less black. There were seven million voters that did not vote this time. Seven million less black voters that didn't vote this time for this president's election for the Democrats. And because you have that problem of them not voting, I understand why some of them didn't vote. 
I understand why some of them were angry. But at the same time, because I understand that they didn't, they felt, and they, and it's true that President Clinton put them, put a lot of black folks in jail in 19, from 1992 to 1990s, to 2000, excuse me, with his policies. People who were put in jail for simple possession, people who were addicts, and he had them locked up for nonviolent crimes. I understand the anger that's towards that, but at the same time, now we have, you know, somebody in the office that is that racist since probably Warren Hardy in 1924, almost 100 years ago. Don't get me wrong. There's always been racists that have been people in the, in the White House, i.e. Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, and other people, etc. But when you have to look at this whole entire problem, that we're seeing The fact that people were devastated That a segment A huge segment of the population Has a problem With black people Brown people, women It was very It was very disheartening And all the protests that you're starting to see Is that anger And the part that's Probably bothering white people More is the fact that When you see that happening from your own calling you guys, not you guys, but them racist. That's got to hurt more because as my, as someone so eloquently told me today, there's a lot of them that don't care what we think. I'm talking about black folks. So when they hear, when they hear it coming from their own, it's more, it's more upsetting to them. So that's my point, bro. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate it, man. Uh, don't don't go anywhere because uh, we still have a lot to go. But uh, once again, for those of you guys uh, just joining us, I, I see a, a couple people have uh, tuned in since we started the show. Once again, if you're just joining us, we are talking about uh, the. I guess the uh, we're talking about what's next. Uh, we're talking about the fallout um, following. Uh, the election last Tuesday, uh, what's coming next, um, uh, how are you feeling, uh, what do you see happening in the next four years, um, and we want you guys to call in 818-691-7406, um, and press the number one with your question or comment, uh, all that I ask is that you are respectful, um, in what you say, um, and, as you join the conversation, um, I see that people are posting uh, different things on Facebook. Um, feel free. Um, if it's an article, uh, do me a favor, you guys, and uh, just kind of pick a few points from it and call in and share it with us. I can't read the article uh, right now. I see that my wife has posted a few things, so hopefully she'll uh, uh, press the number one and read what uh, what she uh, finds to be uh, valuable. Uh, to the show, um, but Tony, I want to go back to some things that you said, and and I was sitting here taking notes as you were talking. Um, and the first thing that you you were talking uh, about was you said that uh, Donald Trump said what a lot of people felt. This this is before uh, the election, and, and you know, uh, just talking about the 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 racist and the sexist things that he said, uh, amongst so many other things. Um, and here's what I here's what I think, man. 
I think Donald Trump did everyone a favor. I think Donald Trump exposed America because there, that to me, um, and this is just based on conversations that I've had with people about different things. To me, how do you hear those things? Um, whether you felt he was talking about you personally or not, but how do you hear the things that he says or said and still want this man to run the country? Now, the same can be said for, for, for uh, I guess, for, for Hillary saying, Hillary called people, uh, calling black males super predators. Um, yep. You know, and, and, and she's had her, had her issues over the years, too. But to me, I think Trump, America, and we've even seen since the election where people are posting on the Internet and sharing on the news how people are writing Trump everywhere. There is um, there's a brick building right in front of my school. It's not on our school's property, I don't think, but it's right in front of our school, and it has Trump up there. Right now, luckily it doesn't have, or at least if it did, somebody erased it. But luckily, it doesn't have some of the other things that I've seen. So I, for one, know that this is happening, and I feel like the people who feel the way that Trump has expressed, the people who are along with that, that they feel entitled now to really come out with it because hey, if this man can say the things that he said, if he can if he can uh make fun of a handicapped person, if he can talk the way he did about uh Muslims, uh, if he can talk the way he did uh to certain women and, and, and talking about grabbing them by their 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 private parts. I mean all of the things that he said and and, and the things that went on, if he can do that and still be elected president, surely if I'm a citizen who feels the same way and no, I am not saying people, uh, I'm not calling anyone in particular racist, but, I mean, if the shoe fits, come on. And only he can know you and only God knows you. Go ahead, Tony. Well, to piggyback on that point, you, you, we vote for people who either A, line up with our ideologies, or B, if they don't line up with their ideologies, they are at least qualified enough to do the job. And we, if we have two lousy choices, which we did, I'm just being honest, we didn't have two great mm-hmm. choices, then you either choose A or B or you, or you do what you did and you write in a third candidate or you vote for somebody else. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, when he said "Make America Great Again," what that what I took it as, and I think what most people of color took it as to be is "Make America White Again" or "Racist Again," and that's the way we took it. And America is already great, and I fought for this country, so I know how great we are. And I'm telling people, bottom line is this. If we're already great, let's make us greater. But to say let's make us great again, 
is speaking in code. Donald Rumsfeld, who was Reagan, him and Casper Weinberger, who were Reagan's chief advisors and strategists, in 1980, before the election, told Reagan to speak in code. And this is fact. As a matter of fact, that was well documented, and you can hear his voice in this documentary called The 13th. And when you heard, you know, Donald Rumsfeld saying you can't use the N-word anymore, you got to say this. You can't say we're going to do this, we're going to fight the war on drugs, which everybody assumed immediately was mostly black folks. This is fact. Nixon did it, Reagan did it, and then Clinton took it to another level. You know, all these presidents took it to another level. Bottom line is that when you look at the situation at hand and look at what the, he did and what he ran his campaign under, he ran his campaign under that kind of racism, that kind of sexism. And to say all of those things that he said and not even be qualified, i say it again, not even be qualified to run the country because he has no resume whatsoever, no political experience spoke volumes, because if that had been you or I who had no experience, the first thing they would have said, and we got in there, it was a quota and affirmative action. That's why I wrote, when I wrote the post I wrote, I said, I don't ever want to hear that again, because that's what we just did as a country. We elected somebody who had no experience at all was what made me angry. And some people that I've spoken to White and others who've said that they feel hurt that Democrats are calling them racist. When they told me Democrats, I started laughing to myself. I knew exactly what they meant. It wasn't just black folks that were calling them racist. It was white people that were calling them racist. And that was that was. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Hello? Tony. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, and that was bothering them that people and that was what's bothering them so at the same time when you look at the 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 whole problem that we have is that you have this ideology and it did expose what a lot of people did but people think need to understand this last point racism was never eradicated it was suppressed because of political correctness and what Donald Trump did was he basically got rid of polit- political correctness. And he he allowed people to voice what they really felt. Hello? Yep, I'm here, Tony. Okay, so that, that's my point. Yeah, I can hear you very well. Okay. Sorry about that, man. I was having some some issues. This thing popped up and tried to end the episode, and then I didn't realize the phone had cut off. <laughs> so I had to grab the other phone. Sorry about that. I, so I, that was my I, point. I think that, I think that um, from what I've heard you say, I, I think that I, I think that it is a valid point, and I think that again, you know, while, while we're on this. Uh, particular issue I think that uh I think that a lot of people look at this especially like you said especially black people and I think it kind of 
put a bitter taste in, in, in the mouths of black people because it's like we're looking at him and now we're looking at the number of votes he received and it's like, well, can I trust the people next to me? Yep. Who's who's really for me? Who's really against me? Now, I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. When I think about the things that, that he has said, and I want you to respond to this. Okay. One of my thoughts is, and I, and I heard somebody, I heard somebody bring this up about the rap artists, the comedians, and other entertainers who talk just like him. What about the people? What, what about the 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 artists who disrespect and belittle women, black women, because mm-hmm. they even have them in the yep. videos? That to me, that is the exact same thing. However, I I don't hear from black people. Um. I don't hear the outrage. Now, granted, uh, there are, don't get me wrong, there are black people who speak against it. I do all the time. But I don't I do hear, too. right, I don't hear the the outrage from black people. I hear excuses and justifications as to why it is okay, as to why, uh, you know, these songs are platinum and double platinum and people are becoming millionaires off of disrespecting women or either encouraging gun violence or uh, uh, encouraging our kids to grow up and be thugs and gangsters. To me, that's the same thing. And so as I watched um, different things on on social media, I'm like, well, wait a minute. But you're okay with uh, Jeezy and and Lil Wayne and, and, and Nicki Minaj and you know, and all of these people who repeatedly, and I'm sorry, the N-word is a racial slur. Yes, it is. And so we we support these people. We follow them. I don't. We look up to them. Right. I don't. But you get what I'm saying, in general. Oh, I know. And so, huh? No, go ahead. But there's a large following behind these people. And so to me, it's either one way or the other. If if we're going to be against it, we have to be against it. Whether it's Donald Trump saying these things or whether it's the next superstar coming out of the hood saying these things. We either have to be for or against it. I agree. A hundred percent. You can't dress up. The, let, let me tell you something. Um, in the last two years, I've seen some very good movies. I saw 12 Years as a Slave. I saw uh, 42. I saw uh, just recently Loving, um, which was in the movie theater. Um, I saw uh, Nat Turner, The Birth of a Nation. I've seen mm-hmm. some very good movies. I'm done with the slave movies from now on. I think Hollywood needs to understand that the uh, black experience is a little bit more than just being a slave. 
and being a thug or a gangster. There's a lot more to black folks than that. And while those movies are great movies and great stories to hear, like 12 Years a Slave, which was a wonder to hear about Solomon Northrup and what he went through and his struggles and to see Nat Turner and what he went through, but to see more pictures like Jackie Robinson on uh, 42, uh, to see this movie that I just saw loving this weekend, um, part of the problem that we have um, as people of color, um, we have no respect for one another, and that has to change. starts at home. That starts with your parents. Um, no black man can call me the N-G-G-A, N-I-G-G-A word ever. Uh, once they say it, I say, yo, man, don't call me that because the bottom line is I am not that. And especially after going to after, – especially after hearing and seeing how vile that word was, how mm-hmm. vile that word was used, the violence that was associated with that word, the negativity that was associated with that word, you can never call me that because you'll never get an answer from me, and I'm looking at you crazy because – you have no idea of history of what that word means. And and especially coming from a black person or a brown person, I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to hear it as a, as a, in terms of endearment. No, it's not. It's ignorant. And I tell them that. It's very ignorant. Matter of fact, one of my good buddies played basketball with in college. He doesn't really talk to me that much because I, got, I got, him on, got on him about that. And mm-hmm. I don't mind. He'll, he'll eventually come around, but I can't talk to you like that. I can't be down like that. So I don't want people talking to me about that kind of word. That is a very hateful word. And I hate hearing rappers use it. I hate hearing singers and artists use it. I hate hearing other black people use the other black people calling each other, yo, my, you know what? That's ignorant. It it makes me cringe. Because I said, you really don't understand history, and you need to either read it or watch it. Because once you see it or hear it and read it, you would never want to use that word again. So that's my point. I agree with, I agree with you, man. Just just a couple of other things, man. Uh, going back to what you uh, said at first, man. Um, as far as as far as uh, Hillary losing, um, or or people not. Um, are people voting against Hillary uh, because she was a woman? I remember uh, when she was running against Bernie Sanders, and a lot of the talk was that she was losing with women voters and uh, losing with um, younger voters. Um, and ultimately, I think it it, it had a, a, a huge role um, in this election, too, because that's still – uh, the talk of conversation, and then uh, you mentioned um, how people were against Bill Clinton, and that that impacted her. And th- there are so many reasons. Um, and I guess if you, if you did a survey and asked people, there are so many people. There are so many reasons why people were against her. Now, I think that it is unfair to. Um, hold someone accountable for somebody else's actions. Um, and like you said, Hillary was, was, was running, not Bill. But I think people just have a hard time when, when it is convenient. Let me throw that in there. When it is convenient, 
people have a hard time separating, but if it's convenient. Like, people didn't have a hard time separating Donald Donald Trump from the KKK, but they had a hard time focusing on the fact that it was Hillary running and not Bill Clinton. Yep. Um, and then a couple of other things uh, that you had brought up, and I just want to touch on them uh, real quick. Um, my wife was reading something earlier um, in regards to uh, Hillary being a woman, and, and um, she'll have to tell me about it later or either post it on the page. But it was it, it, it was something to the effect that um, Hillary now knows what it feels like to be a black woman. She came to the table with 30 years of experience, had this, that, and the other going for it, and only to lose to a rich white man, only to, to, to lose to a white man. Um, that's it. That's a good, and then, I didn't even think about it like that. That's a good point. <laughs> I was reading it from somewhere, so uh, hopefully she'll post it for a minute. Um, and then another thing that you brought up that I didn't think of, and that was uh, the terms used to describe the protesters. And if you notice, there are a lot of, like you said, there are a lot of, there have been a lot of white protesters, but for some reason, um, they're not being called thugs. Nope. They're not being called gangsters. They're not being called the same names as they would be if this were a Black Lives Matter protest. And I think that's something uh, for us to think about and, and consider. And the last thing before I go back uh, to some other uh, notes I have for the show, I think that we have to remember this, and, and I thought of this when you were talking. I think we have to remember this. We have to We have to think of it as a – as a house. And the very first thing that has to be built when we're building a house is a foundation. And if the foundation isn't right, I don't care what you do, that house is not going to be right. And that's why in in real life you have to get an inspection and they won't allow you to move forward if the inspection if the foundation isn't right. This country was built on greed, yep. um, slavery, and partial religion. And if you look at all the manipulation of religion, and if you look at the years since America first started and look at today, the same things are running this country. Why? Because oh, yeah. that's how it started. And it just continues. It is just a, 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 just a cycle that just keeps going. And Well, this country initially, and people need to understand it, that black people didn't come here as slaves initially. They came here as indentured servants, which was, which was a semi-form of slavery, if you want to call it that, because the way they eventually started being abused because they couldn't sometimes get out of their servitude. They would do a servitude from 7 to 12 years. White people also were brought over here as indentured servants in 1619. Irish, Scottish, British, they were beggars, they were prostitutes, they were poor. They all came over. They worked together in the fields with the black folks. 
and they didn't see difference in color or anything. They actually got along very well. They got along so much that when they were being mistreated and then when it turned to slavery and they went and grabbed black slaves and white slaves and they brought them here, you see, most people, that's the most, that's the thing that America doesn't talk about. They don't talk about the fact that the Irish and the British and the poor and the Scottish were slaves that came to this country. They were brought here in bondage, just like the Africans were. And people don't know this. Call White Cargo that talks about it. I have it. I, I bought the book. And one of the things it talks about was the fact that in 1681, and this is four centuries ago, but 1681, black and white people were so angry that worked together and they were very uneducated in the fields together. They rioted against their 1% owning masters and killed hundreds of white people <laughs> that had money. <laughs> this fact. And yeah. what happened was it, the tide changed immediately because they were they treated the poor whites worse than they treated the Africans. <clears throat> and the Africans got so up they both groups got so angry they rioted and they they um killed them. When they got everything calmed down and they got everything settled, they made a decision after that. The people who looked like them, they were going to treat better and so called mm-hmm. elevate them. Fact, so-called elevate them. And what I mean by elevate them was, it became. I call it the beginning of the overseer. And overseer was the person who didn't own any land. He worked for the people who were like his masters. And what he did was, they told him he was above this guy. He was smarter than this guy. He was better than this guy, than this n-word, and so on and so forth. They started believing it. They started feeling that they were being treated better, better than this person. And they were, it was drummed into their head, and it was continually said that you're, no, they're better, you're better than this person, even though they really were both the same. And because of that is when they started the, the, the racism of institutional racism that you started seeing and the continued process four centuries of this thing. That's why I told you, it, people can talk about it was – um, that racism had gone away. No, it did not. It was suppressed. You can't have four centuries of a behavior that was preached, that was systematically taught to a society, that was always done on a, a from segregation to black codes to slavery, etc., etc., and then come back and tell people in from that if from 1964 to current 2016, that it had totally changed. We haven't been past maybe one generation. It's going to take time. We didn't get over this. We didn't get into this overnight. We're not going to get over it overnight to understand that. But yes, if you talk to Irish people that know their see, one of the things I used to see signs and not personally, but in books that said blacks, Japanese, Jews and Irish need not apply. I understood the blacks, the Japanese, and the Jews. I didn't understand the Irish until I read this book. <laughs> and once I read the book, I was like, okay, now I understand. Now I know, I, I totally understand. The, mis, the last thing I'll share with you, the miscegenation laws that were given in, into this country were adopted because the Irish slaves, the women, were bred 
with the black male slaves. And when they saw this, the reason they did it was because they wanted the the light-skinned mulatto kids. They When they were doing it, initially it was okay, and then by 1681, after the riot, they came up with the miscegenation laws and all that other stuff, and they said, we're not going to have that. We're going to keep make sure it's separate, and that's how it started. And it's continued to today. They've become a little bit more educated, but they're still the same mentally because it's been drummed into their head that you're still better. So people need to understand that philosophy of what happened in our society. So I I, want to just go back to this, to this uh, voting third party thing. Uh, um, uh, One, because I, because I, I, I did vote third party and, and, I have no problem, uh, you know, expressing uh, my my choice to do so. Um, but I saw some things um, that 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 kind of I don't know. Uh, it, it just made me take a, a second look at them. And uh, one of the things I one of the things I saw um, it said that uh, there were people blaming third party voters um, for Hillary losing the election, and one of them. Uh, was, you know, uh, they were saying that, well, if Gary Johnson hadn't gotten so many votes, um, Hillary would have won if those people hadn't voted for for, uh, third parties. And when I saw that, I said, I don't think people realize that libertarians are closer to conservative their views are more, based on what I've read, are more aligned to conservative views than they are liberal views. And so if people had not voted for Gary Johnson or hadn't voted for for Jill Stein, but let's just stick to Gary Johnson because he did get uh, quite a few votes, um, they were most likely probably would have voted for Trump, just my guess. But even if they didn't, Who's to say who those people would have voted for if there were only two candidates on the ballot? See, we I think we have to um, we we have to look at the factors that you and I have mentioned, and any others that that haven't been said tonight. And the bottom line exactly. is, Trump won, Hillary lost. The other thing I'm going to say is, is, is this, and, and my wife was uh, was laughing when I when I said this to her, and uh, and that is going back to, to to what I said to start the show, where the lady on Fox News was saying that people went in to vote against somebody, not necessarily for somebody. Mm-hmm. Just like it, just like everything else, we have allowed the media, the government friends and family put us in a box. And we yes, have to we do have. things. We have to do things a certain way. Now they'll tell us, well you can do whatever you want. But in all actuality, they're putting you into a box. Because people will tell you, Well, I don't care who you're voting for, just go out and vote. And then when they find out you didn't vote for who you wanted them to vote for, they get upset. And so my thing is this, the reason why I did vote, other than, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I could put myself where 
with with the things that 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 Jill Stein stood for. Here's my thing when it comes to telling people that they should not vote third party. That's just like taking me to Red Lobster and telling me I can only order shrimp or lobster. <laughs> and I look at you and say, but I want fish. And you say, no, you cannot order fish. But why? It's on It's on the menu. It's okay, but you're going to mess up the inventory if you want a fish. How crazy does that sound? <laughs> See, we're, we're mad that, 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 that Trump won, or there are people. There are Americans, a lot of us, mad that Trump won, but yet I think we're mad that our plan backfired. It wasn't that people were so excited to get Hillary in office. There were just a lot of people who didn't want Trump in there, just like there were a lot of people who did not want Hillary in there. But we let the media, let our role models, our friends, our family, we let them make us believe there were only two choices, and that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. But there, everybody there, said there have always you got to. There have always been more than choices, more than two choices. But go ahead. Yeah, but but we allow people to to to, to put us in these boxes, and then when things don't go our way, then we get mad, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Now, let me say this to the people who are so ecstatic that Trump won. It would have been the same thing if Hillary had won, because Trump had already said he was going to contest it. He already said it was a rigged system. Now that he's won, I haven't heard him say anything about a rigged system. So I don't know if he believes that the system is rigged or not, because I haven't heard him say anything. And while I'm on... He's kept quiet. And ended up, huh? He's kept quiet. Of course, he hasn't said a word about it because he won. Exactly. And so now everything has has flipped. So Trump was talking about a rigged system. People, the people who believed that Hillary Hillary was going to win, they were like, oh, you know, he he's being a baby, and you know, talking about his rig and blah 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 blah. So they were sure that Hillary was going to win. Now it's flipped, right? Now people are upset that he won. He's cool. Everything is fine. No, the system is not rigged. But let me tell you something else that I've noticed um, that 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 bothers me. So since the election, obviously mm-hmm. we've seen protests. We've seen a lot of different things. Not my president was was uh, was, was trending um, the the day after the election, um, and so many other things, right? And, and the people who su- support Trump or who voted for him or who wanted him in office are speaking badly about the people who are upset today. And yes, this is the same thing that happened in 2008, except it was against President Obama. That's true. The Tea Party was out there having a party outside of his, uh, outside the White House. Exactly. Everything that you're seeing now 
We saw this in 2008. It's just flipped. And it's, it's magnified. Just, every, exactly. Everybody who was upset about President Obama is rejoicing now about Trump and vice versa. And now the pot is calling the kettle black. As if people have forgotten, and I don't believe that people have forgotten, but what we like to do is if it does not impact me, I don't know what you're talking about. If it's not my behavior today, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's what people have done. So for those of oh, no doubt. you out there, you out there saying, well, I don't understand why people are acting like that. Well, just go back over the last eight years and tell me that you didn't see where they were comparing Michelle Obama to an ape. Oh, I remember that. Tell me you don't. Tell me you don't remember people like Rush Limbaugh. I remember that coming out and, and disrespecting the president. Tell me you don't. You never saw even Donald Trump questioning the president's uh, citizenship. Tell me you didn't see all of these things. And then tell me how how it's different. There is no difference. The only difference is now your candidate, president-elect. The Republicans came out and said, we are going to block whatever he tries to do. Oh, no doubt. People were against him from the moment he got elected. And I'm just going to put it out there. I think that there were people who were against him because he's black. I think that there are people who are against him because he's Democrat. And I think that there are people who are against him because they wanted somebody else. Whether it be they wanted another Democrat to win, because remember, people did vote for Hillary back then. There were people who wanted Hillary back then. Yep. There were people who wanted a Republican in office. I think that there are a lot of different reasons why people didn't want him in office. So don't act like we haven't seen this before, because this is not the first time. Anything, Tony, before no. I move on to the next thing? Uh, no. So you get, I'm going to read every single this. point. <laughs> I'm going to read this. Uh, my wife said this to me uh, last week. Uh, I'm going to read this. Uh, this is from Stephen A. Smith. And, Tony, I'm sure you saw this. Um, in regards to Colin Kaepernick. He said, as far as I'm concerned, Colin Kaepernick is absolutely irrelevant. I don't want to see him again. I don't want to hear from him again. I don't want to hear a darn word about anything he has to say about our nation. He comes across as a flaming hypocrite. After all this noise that you made, even though you didn't intend to do so, by offending our military service men and women and pointing out about how you wanted to bring attention to racial injustices and beyond in this country, to turn around and not even take your behind to the polls to vote for a particular candidate, it is shameful, absolutely shameful. Tony, your thoughts before I get into mine. Um, I think he's. I think he is spot on. Um, <laughs> I agreed with him a hundred percent. 
if you're going to call out and say, well, I'm not that political, I'm not going to be talking about that, um, no. If you sit your behind down or if you take a knee, you've made a political stand. And if you're not going to be part of the, the, the solution, then you're part of the problem. If you did not vote, which he didn't, then I don't really want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from the 7 million other people who didn't vote. Because if you didn't vote, you don't have a word to say anything. Because you didn't put your, you didn't, you didn't, as I call it, put your two cents in there to help make a change. To possibly make mm-hmm. a change. So if you didn't vote. If you didn't, if you say you want to see social inequality, justice, et cetera, et cetera, and then you didn't vote, then you then then you basically you're talking out one side of your neck, and it's coming out the other side as garbage too, because you're not really being true to what you're saying. You need to go out there and you need to vote if you're going to say, hey, I want to make a change in what this system is about. So. Um, he's irrelevant. He's, he's, he's irrelevant to me too. Uh, once I heard that, I haven't even looked at him. And matter of fact, so, if his highlights come on right now, I'll turn them off. <laughs> so, 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 so here's the crazy thing. And once again, for you, uh, for you guys just joining us, uh, we are live. Uh, please call in eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Uh, do press the number one if you have a question or a comment. Uh, we will definitely bring you in. Uh, we're talking about the election, uh, the campaigning that took place before the election, um, and the aftermath, everything that has happened since last Tuesday night when we, uh, well, probably Wednesday morning <laughs> when we when, when most of us uh, woke up. Um, we're just... We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, but as far as Colin Kaepernick goes, so <laughs> believe it or not, Tony, I, I, I lost a few uh, followers. I lost a, 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 a few um, a few uh, social media friends uh, because of what I said about his about his protest. Anybody that wants to stand against injustice, I am with you because I stand against injustice. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter your gender. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And if you're against injustice, I'm with you. But my problem with Kaepernick's protest, and I've said this before, but I'm going to focus on him not voting. But I, I, My thing with him was the timing did not make sense to me. felt like at the time, and I said this when he first did it. I felt like he was irrelevant. Here you are. Your team was trying to trade you. Just what happens, nobody wanted you. But your team was trying to trade you. You weren't supposed to, and you didn't start this season as a starting quarterback, and you knew that was coming. Um, and so you decide in a preseason game to sit out during the national anthem. Of course, once the cameras got a hold of it, they were going to ask him. And then once he said what he said, it became a thing. It became the late. It became the latest trend. Um, so there were red flags around this protest all along for me. But that's his right. However, you're gonna come out and say no, I didn't vote. All the that's all the noise you made. I'm with Stephen A. Smith. You can't. Carry your behind to the polls and vote. 
Exactly. So you don't care who you don't care who's in office. You don't nope. care who's making the laws. You don't care who's enforcing the laws. You don't care what uh, who who's the sheriff. Because it wasn't just the president on on the ballot. There were all the people to vote for. There were representatives. There were senators. There were local elections. I mean, that there was a lot at stake last Tuesday. And yeah, you are. didn't care about any of them. But here you are saying you want change, and you're going to pump your fist and take a knee and sit down. I I I, I was blown away when I saw that. But but. I'm going to add this to it, uh, Tony. So I saw that a lot of people supporting Kaepernick's protest, probably the same number of people who were against it. Um, But then on election day, I started seeing all of these posts on Facebook and these these tweets on Twitter about uh, people not voting. And, man, were people hot. They were expressing their uh, disgust with people not voting, and this is before Hillary even conceded. I mean, this was all day. And when I saw that that, that Kaepernick uh, didn't vote, I waited for days, waited for the people who have been backing him to come out and say, "Man, I can't, I can't get down with this anymore." Because those same people, a lot of them, because I saw this, were saying, oh, you know, it's wrong and, and, and you're an idiot and you're stupid and, and, and you uh doing us a disservice by not voting and all of this. I mean, they were letting people have it for not voting. I know. And I'm like, but y'all going to give him a pass? I'm still waiting. <laughs> but for his supporters who have a who have a thing against people not voting, why is it that you have not posted no videos or rants about Kaepernick? Nothing. Because like Stephen A. Smith said, he betrayed his own protest. He betrayed his own protest. Yes, he did. So I think <laughs> Colin Kaepernick and all of the other people who did not vote, one, that's your that's your right. The same way you have the right to vote, you have the right not to vote. But you can't be mad about who's in there if you did not try to do anything about it. No, one vote is not going to change the election. But guess what? If one million people, no, I'm not even going to say one million, because think about Florida. Hillary lost by, what, 100,000 votes in Florida? If 100,000 people, which is not a lot of people in Florida, that is a small fraction of the population in Florida, but if 100,000 people have that mentality that my vote does not matter, guess what? You have just collectively changed the election. Absolutely, it's the same. It's the same thing as 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 sports. If if one 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 bad play, like people get mad, you know, the kicker misses the field goal at the end of the game, and they blame it on the kicker. 
uh, why was the kicker in that position in the first place? Exactly. So that one play didn't change the election. No, I mean, it changed the game. But what about the 100 other bad plays? Or what about the 10 other, 20 other bad plays during the game that were bad? That changed the outcome of the game. And so I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you guys, man. I'm going to bring in another caller. Uh, from area code three three zero, last four digits are four zero nine four. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, this is Henry. How's everybody? Hey, what's going on, Henry? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, yep, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh oh. I'm about to call back. I think I have a dis- disconnection here. <laughs> we can hear you. I don't think he can hear us. All right. Well, Henry, uh, we can hear you. So whenever you're ready, just uh, go back out for me and, uh, and and press the number one again. Um, yeah, it's called it's called drop. So uh, Henry, uh, if you can still uh, hear us, uh, come back in uh, whenever you can. Um. Uh, I'm going to read some 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 things that uh that were on uh Facebook and uh Tony feel free to uh to jump in. Uh this this uh young lady earlier she said uh let me find it here. She said many of you are still complaining about the man who was selected in the White House. Truth of the matter is most of you men aren't being leaders in your own house. So before you continue to complain, ask God to stop by your house before you ask for help at the White House. Your mess isn't any different than the mess Trump will make. Now, if your house is in order according to the word, it doesn't matter who's at the White House. God still has your house covered. What do you think, Tony? (laughs) I'm going to leave that one alone. (laughs) Because <laughs> I'm a I'm a believer, bro. But I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um, but then again, I'm, I have to say this part of it. That is crazy that you're gonna say something like that when you don't even know us. That's number one. Number two, I do believe that God is in control. I really believe that. But He also gives man free will. So, it is what it is. However, for people to make that kind of sweeping indictment about us not taking care of our house, how does she know? Or how did he know? Is it he or she that wrote that? Uh, it's a lady. How does she know? I thought it was a lady. I just <laughs> want to make sure. How does she know? <laughs> you know, I, I think that sometimes we need to really be careful and if she understands the word, there's two things it says, and one of my Christian brothers reminded me that this week. God gave us two ears and one mouth. Be quicker to listen and slower to speak. Sometimes we need to do that, and he reminded me of that, and it's why I stopped talking about the election except for tonight because 
I was done talking about it because it was the results were already done. But to say something like that that she just said, that's ridiculous. I don't agree with that <laughs> statement at all. I mean, I she's entitled uh, to her, I think we, but she's entitled to her opinion. <laughs> I think we uh oh and just for a note, that that was posted I guess uh it wasn't even for the show, it was just posted earlier and uh and Tammy tagged uh tagged me in it. Um that was earlier, I wanna say early this afternoon or something like that. I think we have Henry okay. back. Uh Henry, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Yep. I think the problem we was you, you couldn't hear us. Okay, something I think something's going on with this phone. Uh they got you well, they got your I'm phone on, tap, man. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> uh, I I'm one of them people who do not believe in the political system. I do not believe that our votes particularly concerning presidents matter at all. I think that the purpose of voting is to give the people the illusion that you had a part to play in whoever is put in office so that when the, when the, when the person who is really a puppet continues to do the agenda that they have been given to do and go against what the people like, that instead of people going in search of what's really wrong, we blame each other and say, well, you don't want to put him in office, and I'm a Republican, and I'm a Democrat, and I'm a conservative. And we fight among ourselves instead of looking at what is the agenda that never ceases to be uh, uh, take place. Um, oh, uh, on this Kaepernick thing, you know, I I think I have a different view on that. You know, I think that we are kind of sometimes quick, you know, when people get in positions of authority, power, fame, whatever, and they don't do nothing, then we say, why aren't these people doing something? But then when they do do something, they fall onto massive scrutiny as to one wonder why he did it with the alternative motive. And then we say, okay, well, if he really was doing this, then he would put money into it. But then he put money into it. He put the sales of his shirts or something like that into the, the stuff. I forgot what he put into it. But he put some money into it. Uh, a million dollars. Yeah, okay, fun. So he put his money where his mouth was, which is a lot more than what some other people would do. You know, so now it's an issue of the timing. It's, it's, it's like no matter what we do or what anybody does, it falls under such scrutiny. And then we say, okay, now you, what you did, what you're standing for, doesn't even mean anything because you didn't go and vote. But I, I, the reason that I don't it, – it, 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 voting, when we as black people, we are brought over into a country that has a constitution that didn't even involve us still live in a system that does not even really care for us. We was told to go out and vote, vote, vote when Clinton was running. People ran out and voted. Clinton got in office. Black folks went to jail. We were told to go out and vote, vote, vote. As a matter of fact, it got so bad, we was told on the, when, when Obama was running, we was told to vote or die. That was, the, that was the slogan, vote or die. So black folks went out probably in record numbers and voted. And more of us died under Obama than we was dying previously. Then we then we voted again. Obama got him back in office, and we still died. Now we march in Black Lives Matter. Okay, we did all this stuff, and you know, got police officers, police chiefs fired, replaced by black folks, and else. Still dying. No matter what we do, we end up dying, and we seem to think that the solution is participation in a system 
that basically is rigged against you. You're trying to play people's games by their rules on their chessboard instead of annihilating everything and starting something anew, at least for yourself, because we don't have the vision. You know why you know why people, particularly black people, was mad because Hillary didn't win? The reason Hillary the reason black people most of the time was mad is because if Hillary had a win, we could have stayed in our comfort zone. We could have went on back to work, did whatever we need to do and sat sat back and see if Hillary was gonna keep the promises that she said. But because Trump won, now we feel like, uh oh, we might have to actually organize now. We may actually have to do something. See that see that's 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 why people are really angry because Trump won, as far as black folks is concerned. You know, there's a lot of rioting and picketing going on because the man ran and said basically he basically threatened the people in the country, you know, you illegals, I'm kicking you out of here. You know, I mean you know we know he's he's against a lot. Uh, he's he's berated women and so on and so forth. We don't you know he's you know, no more abortion. No more, no, we don't build a wall. He said all that stuff to get white racist America on his side. He built a team. That's what he did. He built a miniature militia to back him up. And the difference between Trump's followers and Hillary's followers is Hillary does not have a following committed to action. Trump has a following that even if he did not win. He still could have functioned as a as almost like an acting president because his followers would have still did whatever he said to do. The reason his followers didn't care whether he had policy or not, the reason his followers followers didn't care whether he was a liar or not, is because they weren't depending on Trump to have the answers. These people, racist people, have sat down and they have already come up with how they need the blueprint for what it takes to take their country back, to transform it back into white America. They don't need Trump to figure that out. They've already done that. They've masterminded it. If you see people like David Duke, he said, finally somebody has come to the table speaking politics and, and with a vision that I have. They already have to map out this vision. The only thing they needed Trump to do was to, be, to give them the presidential authority to carry out that plan. That's what they're doing. And now Trump is starting to, you know, he's starting to flip-flop. He's no longer going to build a wall, and now he's going to build a fence. But that's what Hillary said. He's no longer going to export all these millions of illegals. Now he's just going to vet some of them, the bad ones. He's going back on what he said because now he got the position that he wanted. Trump was never probably to even be in that position, but because the outcry of the American people was so great, they decided rather than have him on the outside as a loose cannon, why don't we pull him into the system where we can control it? And now what happened? He was directly under their control. They can't control that man. Who can't control? They can't control that. They can't control that man. And the reason they can't control that man is because he. The only way they're going to be able to control him, and I'm not advocating for this, is somebody takes him out, and that's not going to happen. Um, he was their voice. He was Ooh. their their leader. He Trump. He was their voice. And Ooh, sure, they came up this. He was the voice of those people who wanted to make America white again, not great again, yeah. white again. Right. He was their voice. And those people have, like you said, planned and plotted. See, they already knew this was going to happen. We call it the darkening of America. And they're really, really afraid. They didn't, it's the reason they fought for segregation after they had slavery, because they didn't want the races to get together 
and hang out with each other because if they did, they realized that they had a lot of similarities. They also realized that if they did, they would probably fall in love with each other at times, and they didn't want that. But you have more mixed – you have now in 2016 more mixed-race kids of different races, whether it's black and white, whether it's Spanish and white, whether it's, uh, you know, from whatever country and, and, and another race. You have so many mixed-race children. When, when President Obama won the second election, those are the people who really pushed him over the top. A lot of the people who were for, for biracial biracial kids of all different backgrounds. So I think that these guys who think they can control him are in for a rude awakening. He's not controlled. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I'm not talking about that he's going to be controlled by his followers. He He's the one that's controlling his followers. I'm talking about once you get into politics, nobody gets into a high position of politics unless you go in there willingly understanding that you're going to do as you're told. You, nobody gets in, into politics with the people at their best interest. You get into politics with the powers that be at your, at your best interest. And people who have stepped away from that agenda usually met a bullet. And, I, and, and you, can see right, you can see right now that he's starting to flip flop already. He's already, you know, he he was inaugural when he was talking to Obama. He wasn't even aware that he had to create a whole new different, you know, basically a uh, group of uh, I forgot what the um, uh, he had to replace a lot of people. I forgot the, the, the actual name. The uh, cabinet. He had yeah, to replace cabinet. a lot of people within the cabinet. And now yeah, he's he talking about keeping know. some of those people. Yeah, he acts like he didn't even know that. This man was completely. He didn't. He didn't know that. Qualified, right? He was completely unqualified for the job, but he was too dangerous to the establishment on the outside because he had too much influence over the people. So, therefore, they brought him into the establishment. That's why Hillary was crying like she was because that wasn't the way she was told things were going to be. She was supposed to be the next president, the first female president. But because of the agenda and his following, he riled up America and they brought him into the machine and made him a part, a working part of the apparatus. Yep, and he and he said everything that they felt, pressed for more than thirty something years, of political correctness. Correct. But now so he's now people, he's flopped, those, now he's saying that he doesn't want to eradicate uh, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. He's also saying he doesn't want to do a couple of other things, and yep. not build a wall, build a fence, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, now the, the, I'm pretty the sure they've seen that. I'm the pretty sure they've seen all of that. The consequences of him doing that, and he's not done. He's going to say he's going to not do some other things. But the consequences is they're going to see him for who he is, and then and that following that he had is going to take on a life of its own, and it's going to decide it's going to take the country back all by itself, and then you're going to have civil war on our soil. I don't think you'll have that. And the reason I don't think you'll have that is because one of the things that people need to understand is that when you take that military oath, the one thing that it says is that you will protect the soil, our soil, against enemies, foreign and domestic. And I don't think people understand what that domestic part means. 
That means that if there are people out there are starting to have tyranny, starting to do all kind of crazy things, they bring in the National Guard. The National Guard doesn't have any police laws that police that hold that that the police has to go through certain protocols. They don't. The U.S. Army doesn't have to go through certain protocols that the military has. They don't, and they have the same kind of weapons that you're going to use. So I don't think that they are, they want that, and they can try it, but I think that the U.S. Army, I mean, when let's put it this way, in the 1960s with, during the Civil Rights era, when uh, James Meredith integrated University of Mississippi, and they had massive tyranny and protest and violence erupted on the university campus, the next day after the National Guard took care of the situation and quieted everything down, there were people who were dead on the street. So if they have to, they will defend our country violently if necessary. So I think That's people need to really understand war. that. That's what I mean by civil war. I'm not civil talking about the civil country. war. I'm talk, I'm talk, I'm, I know what you're talking about, civil war. I don't think that will happen because the civil war that happened here in eighteen from 1860 to 1863, 64, was one of the most bloody battles that you could ever have. And America doesn't want to see that again. And I think Trump's followers are desperate. You, I think that people need to understand that Trump's followers – are looking at Trump as their last hope. There's not going to be no other president in their mind that's going to do the things that he said he would do. He unleashed a fire in them people that has been suppressed, like you said, for all these years. That fire is not going out. Those people, those people are locked and loaded. They have ammunition coming out the yin-yang. They are ready. They've been practicing doing war techniques and all kind of stuff. They, you can see them online. They film themselves doing it. This is a do-or-die situation. And I'm, I'm telling you what I'm telling you with our military. They don't have tanks. They don't have, they don't have, I'm telling you what they don't have. They don't have tanks. And they don't have an army that is unreplenished. And they don't have Marines. And I'm telling you, if the president has to, he will unleash that on them. And I believe that he will not allow that to happen again. It's the same thing what happened with Lincoln when he didn't want, when he wanted to end the war and he was trying to end it peacefully. And eventually he realized that he couldn't do that. And he gave the Union soldiers carte blanche to do whatever they needed to do to take certain properties. And trust me, they burnt stuff to the ground. So I don't think that they want to do that. They, I, I know they believe it's the last hope. I know they believe it's, you know, that they have nobody else that's going to help them through this situation. But I think that overall it's not a good idea to – because, again, they proved that when the Baltimore riots happened and several other incidents happened of how they shut that down quickly when the National Guard came in there and shut it down. When the when the police um, the militarized police came in and shut down Baltimore, you got to remember, they basically were shutting down what was predominantly a bunch of black folks. We're talking about a group of people who have who are organized and armed 
and are in cahoots with the police. A lot of these police officers are Ku Klux Klansmen. They're racist. So it's the American people. It's the American people and the police. And a uh, president that basically is white supremacist himself. I'm not saying that they would win the war against the military, but if the military did come in, they would. They're not going to just back off and just say, "Okay, okay, okay." They will fight. Oh, and they will lose. They will lose. But and, as I said, they will be. That's what I'm referring to as civil war. I'm not trying to compare it to the same. What I'm saying, well, maybe I should put it this way: civil unrest. Civil unrest. Yeah. This okay, is, I can see that. And they and they and then a lot of them. Was that Rodney? Go, go ahead and finish that thought. And, and civil unrest is true because they did say that if Hillary had won, they would have done the same thing. I think this country exactly. would have, you think the pro, the protests you see now would have been worse if Hillary had won. Exactly. Because those guys, like you said, that are violent and the civil unrest, it would have probably become more violent in the attacks that you would see. However, I think the civil unrest that you're seeing now is going to get worse also. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see the, the fact that they're feeling that this is their last hope, this is their last chance, this is this is something they're fighting for, and they want it to be like it used to be in the 1960s and before. It's not going to happen. Um, this country has, I think, 320 different different nationalities in it. You, you, you don't change that. You know, um, you don't change the Affordable Care Act um, where 23 million people are insured and now you don't have it. You have to tweak it and make sure it makes sense and it is still affordable and it's not driving up the cost of other people's insurance. So those real issues that they have um, there are people who don't who understand that they need to deal with this. However, I think that they also understand that uh, changes had to be made and have to be made. But when I look at his chief strategist, who is a white nationalist and a white supremacist, and Steve Bannon. Um, that's why you've seen more protests because as soon as that happened, when he put that man in 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 that off in that that's going to be his chief person, people lost their minds and they started protesting even more. And it's going to get worse as he start as they start to do this. People don't want to go backwards. People want to go forwards. And a lot of these Republicans and a lot of these people want to see this go backwards, and they want to repeal. Uh, the Affordable Care Act. They want to repeal same-sex marriages. They want to repeal uh, other things that the uh, President Obama's administration has has uh, put into practice and put into law. And it's hard to unring the bell when you have this many people, and especially white people, screaming and hollering about this. So it's 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 going. I, I said this before. My last thought: it's going to make the civil rights movement look like a if it goes the way I think it's going to go. It's going to make the civil rights movement look like a peaceful demonstration 
where you're going to see people being it's going to it's going to get uglier. And I said, just no sit doubt. back and watch. Sit back and watch. Because everything that he does, and especially if it's going to be unfair to minorities, unfair to women, unfair to black, uh, to uh, people who see it, they're going to protest it. And the protest, people need to understand, our country was formed on violent protest, i.e. the Boston Tea Party. That was the first real violent protest we had. People people died. Christmas Attucks was the first black uh, person to be murdered during the Boston Tea Party because they took all their – they didn't like the tax on the tea, and they threw the tea into the harbor. And then they had the guns come out because it was written in the Constitution. And then after they wrote the Constitution that you can bear – you had the right to bear arms, et cetera, et cetera. But this country has been founded on violent protest. So people totally need to understand that also. I'm going to jump back in here, uh, you guys, um, as we uh, as we wind out here on the show. Um, don't go anywhere just yet, though. Um, I think that this is why uh, so many people are afraid um, today. I think that this is also why um, we're seeing the protests. Um, and and we're seeing so many other things. I, I I really think that this is why people are afraid because people are uncertain as to how things are going to go. Uh, people can't understand um, why people would put uh, someone someone who has said the things that Donald Trump has said and and his lack of uh, experience and um, uh, just, just, just so many things are up in the air right now in, in our country, and it, it has left a lot of uncertainty. Um, and what I have noticed, though, is that the people who I thought would be excited that um, a person from the Republican Party or the Republican nominee making it, um, they haven't said much. And people who, I guess, maybe you thought would be against him or against uh, the way things have gone, haven't necessarily been that way. So it it, it, it kind of makes you wonder, where everyone stands, because not everyone is going to be bold enough to have an honest conversation with you. Um, but our, 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 our nation is, I guess, in a tough spot like it usually is. Um, and going back to something that, that Jill Stein said, this is not something um, that that is just starting. It, it's We're seeing a repeat of history. We're Right now, uh, this past week, I've seen a repeat of 2008. That's what I've seen in the last week. I've seen a repeat of 2008. I've seen uh, people be so upset that someone has gotten elected that they want to uh, express that in so many ways. They want to go to to the Internet. Um, they want to protest. Um, people don't want Trump in office, just like there were people who didn't want Obama in office. So to me, we're seeing a repeat of 2008. 
Um, and based on some of the things I've heard in the last couple, in the last few days, I don't know if the people who voted for him, um, I don't know if they are going to see what they thought they were going to see. But as we wind down on this show, I want to get uh, final thoughts from you guys, um, and I want you to talk about uh, anything that you guys have going on. I don't know if uh, Henry is working on, but I I know uh, Tony is a uh, big-time Zumba instructor, so hopefully he'll tell you guys about that in case you're ever uh, in the area or ever close by. But I'm going to go to Henry first. Uh, Any final thoughts, Henry? Uh, I, I would just say that Black people, we need to use, we have very little time right now. We all have a little bit of a slot, a little bit of an open window. We need to start brainstorming, organizing. We need to start getting our bodies in shape. We don't know what's coming around the corner. You know, you can pray all you want to, and you can watch and pray, and you can do all that, and I'm a man of Scripture. But also recognize that if you read those Scriptures, God also sends his people to war. And there's nothing in the New Testament that never said that God was done using his people to go to war. Just because, because you know, they never said that. They said that God is a man of war. So if it comes down to having to defend ourselves, we can't have our brothers out there all overweight. You can't even run up the street. You can't do five push-ups. You know, you can't even shoot. You ride down the street, you're doing a drive-by, and you're shooting and hitting everybody else, but who are you trying to shoot? We, you we need to start going to the range. You need to start getting your license carry. You need to start practicing your hand-to-hand combat. You need to start eating right. You need to learn how to grow your own food. You need to sit down and learn your neighborhood, where to go, where to hide, where to run. You need to start reinforcing your houses because it may, just in case it gets to that point, we need to be ready for anything. You can always plan, hope for the best, but you need to plan for the worst because I would hate for us to be in a position that we wish that we had listened to the people that was trying to just be telling us and warning us about this race war and all these different things all these years, and we kept saying, nah, 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 as long as you're making a little bit of money, you cool. It's time for us to be men, to be men, you know, and, and that's that's all I got to say. All right. Uh, Henry, hang on with us. Uh, going back to Tony, uh, who's hung in there with me <laughs> for the duration of the show. Go ahead, Tony. Uh Man, um, I think that <laughs> our society, um, you, you know, I, I got upset, and I'll, dive, I, I'll, I'll share this quick story. You know, when people were posting a lot of different things after Trump had won, that we need to come together, this, that, and the other, um, the first thing came out of my mouth was, look, that's not going to happen. I said, this man has been devices since devices since day one and he said x y and z i said this president that's already in office has never been that divisive has never said derogatory things and he couldn't pull the country together what makes you think this man can um i believe that you know do i think america is divided um yes i think it's divided to a point Better than what it was in the 60s, I still think it's better than that. But there are people out there who are armed, who think they're militia, you know, who are 
preparing for a race war, and he's right about that. Um, you have to get yourself prepared and ready for that, um, in the sense of if because the attack is not going to be announced; it's just going to happen if it happens. But I believe that if it does start happening, I think that the president will step in, and even if it's even if it's Donald Trump, who is the president at the time, if it starts happening. There'll be a problem. So um, the last thing I'll say is we need to, um, political reasons, we need to become more organized. I believe there's just going to be a third-party candidate that's going to make a serious run in the future for president. So that's what I believe. I believe there's going to be a serious third-party candidate that's going to make a serious run for president in the near future. And I think they're going to make an opera. They're going to make it where it's going to be believable on both sides, and good people on both sides are going to. And I think there's a lot of people fed up with the Republican Party. I think a lot of people are fed up with the, the uh, Democratic Party and its politics as usual, and people are sick of that. And I think that people want to see um, real change, real results, and not somebody who comes out once every four years and says we're going to do X, Y, and Z and lie, which they all die, but and then come out and do nothing. Um, we need to realize that we, the people, really are the people. We need to be empowered in that. Um, is the system fractured? Absolutely. Is it broken? Yes. Can it be fixed or repaired? I think it can be. But it's going to take a lot of different efforts to do so. That's about, that's all I have to say. I like it, uh, Tony. Tell us about your Zumba instruction, man. Um, it's going well. I teach um, Monday a class, Tuesday I teach two classes, Wednesday I teach a class, Thursday I teach two classes, Friday I usually visit classes, and then. Um, Saturday, I teach a class, so I'm pretty busy with it. Um, I'm teaching all through the state of Maryland. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's kept me in great shape. I've been teaching almost four years now. Um, I've been dancing for over 30 years, so it's always fun. My girlfriend likes it, so we have a lot of great. We have great time with it. So, where are you teaching in uh, the state of Maryland, and where, uh, what time are your classes? And how can people people uh join them if if it if that's possible how uh how can people join them if they if they're in the state of Maryland they can go onto the web they can go onto my my Facebook page and it's called Zumba Tony Salsa Prince my father was a king so you know of of salsa so that's what it says uh it's also I'm on Instagram at Zumba Tony Salsa um they can go on there, and they can also see my schedule at Zumba.com and just go Anthony Edgehill, my name, my full name, go on Zumba.com, and they'll see my entire class schedule. I teach uh, usually at 6.30 on Monday, Wednesday. Um, on Tuesday, I teach at 4.15 and at 7.30 in Gaithersburg, but, and then I teach um, on, on um, Thursday at 4.30 in Damascus and at 6.30 in Ellicott City. So 
it's a lot of fun. Um, Fridays, I usually use that to do events and to do other things with Zumba, so it's a lot of fun again. So. Okay. Um, thanks, thanks again, man, for being on with me. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners. Um, our our special guest listener, I didn't I didn't hear from from her tonight. So, uh, but I know she was listening because she was posting things out there on uh on Facebook. So so thank you, Tammy, and uh, <laughs> you you really shocked me uh, tonight. But here's what I'm going to say uh, as I as I end this show. As I stated before, the day after the election, I saw um, I was looking at uh, I was looking on Twitter, and I saw the hashtag "Not My President" trending, and people were making all of these comments and um, really, I guess, expressing their dissatisfaction and and really believing that Donald Trump is not the president. Well, he's not your president yet because he. Uh, as it goes to the inauguration, but please understand something: Donald Trump is your president, whether you like it or not. I think we 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 need to accept the fact that in the United States, there is a process um, for elections, and because of that process, Donald Trump was elected president by the people who voted. In America, um, saying that he's not your president doesn't mean that he's not your president. It just means that maybe you don't want him to be your president or maybe you were dissatisfied with the results. But it doesn't change the fact that he is your president. And Tony touched on something that I was going to bring up, too, and that is um, the day after, there were so many people uh, saying that we need to pray or we need to pray now more than ever. I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that in 34 years. Um, we need to get focused. We need to do this. We need to do that. Let me tell you something. If Donald Trump causes you to pray seven days a week instead of two, maybe he needed to be president because it should not take that for people to understand, especially if you've been living on this earth uh, at, at least for thirty years, but but even but but even less than that, you should have seen things by now that have made that that should have made you uh, want to change, want to do something, and it starts within you. It starts at home. I, I'm a uh, a person who's big on self-awareness, who's big on self-reflection. Before we can have a local change, a state change, national or even global, it starts with each and every person working to change themselves. And that's something that we focus on here on the show. Transformation. What is it about you that's keeping you back? What is it about you that's keeping this country back? Are you being your best self? Are you being the best husband for your wife? Are you being the best father for your children? Are you being the best student in school? Are you being the best employee on your job? Because until everyone decides 
to commit to being a better person, we're going to keep seeing the things that we've seen. As I said before, we let people dictate our lives. And then when it doesn't go the way that they told us it was going to go, we get upset. We get mad. We start blaming people. We start pointing fingers. Why? No one said that you had for Hillary or Donald Trump. They convinced you that it was the right thing to do. And the last thing I'm going to say, as far as these children go, I saw so many people talking about how upset and bothered that that Donald Trump won the election. Let me tell you something. I don't know any children who run in the house and grab the remote and turn to CNN that turn to the news. I, I, I just don't know kids like that, and I'm not saying that they don't exist. But your children watched the news because you were watching it or they heard you talking about it and they picked up on that because our kids are impressionable. Or maybe you were watching the news and they heard Donald Trump say certain things and they know that they aren't right. I get that. But they didn't they, they didn't just go home and, and, and turn the T V Fox News. So here's my point. Don't use that to make you feel better about yourself or, or feel better about the election process. Don't 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 bring the kids into this because you guys know as well as I know a 6-year-old doesn't understand the election process as well as somebody who's taken a government class and actually paid attention and done well in it. Our kids are still learning. They're still impressionable. Because the same way you say that your child is upset that Hillary is in office, you better believe somebody convinced their child that Donald Trump being in office is the best thing for America. So there were kids waking up happy to find out he was in office. But let's take the time to just be better people. Let's focus on that since we have committed to focusing and praying. Let's work on being better people because we are America. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. This has been Rodney filling in for Tammy. We hope that you guys have a fantastic week. I started girls' basketball trials today. Uh, so I am worn out. Uh, this is a new uh, challenge for me. I've never coached uh, girls basketball, but um, I'm looking forward to having a, a, a great season, um, and I'm sure the girls are too. Um, any support is always appreciated. We'll see you guys next week, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
But I know 